Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Good Music Podcast. I'm Lucas. I'm Grant. Thank you so much for listening and for continuing to support this channel. We uh, have some very, very exciting news this episode. We have now hit 20,000 total plays on the podcast. What a huge number. Yep. And I'm just, I'm so excited. I'm really, really happy that we have already hit this point. We are averaging about a little, I would say a little over a thousand listens a week. Wow. So <laughs> it's, uh, things are, things are going really well and I'm very, very happy and yeah. I'm ready to kind of see what this next phase is going to be like. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of, uh, brainstorming ideas of kind of where we're going to take this thing. But, yes. um, we're just really happy that we even made it to this point. I certainly am. I can't believe people would actually, you know, want to actually hear my voice 20,000 times. Yep. But, <laughs> um, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And our episodes are, our newest episodes are doing really, really well. Um, U2 has been our best performing first week episode ever. Wow. So we, uh, we had 200 plays in the first week. Wow. <laughs> I want to okay. say I want to say the previous record was like 150. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty big. It's already in one week done more than Tool did in two weeks. Wow. Which I'm kind of surprised by. I figured Tool mm-hmm. would kind of be a bigger I mean Tool is still one of our biggest episodes ever, but mm-hmm. I would have put money on Tool beating U2. Uh, but mm-hmm. people people love U2. I guess so. And um, Led Zeppelin is our current episode that's out right now. Yep. And it's doing really, really well. In two days, it got 100 listens. Okay. So typically the first couple days is when you see, like, the biggest volume. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, because um, notifications and reading yeah, notifications. But still, that's that's a really strong start as well. So yeah. it's great to see these newest episodes being so um, so well-received. I mean, yes. Uh, I'm not necessarily getting feedback on whether you guys are liking it, but <laughs> you guys keep listening. So, um, you know, I'm going to assume that yeah, you tried, guys are enjoying I it. I tried to comment on one of the podcasts, and I couldn't find how to do it. FYI. What did, what platform were you on? I was on Apple Podcasts. Hmm, okay. Well, there's, <laughs> you know, do you do it on the app? Yeah. Would that be it? Uh, there, there should be a, a way to where you, if you, you have to go where you can see all the episodes. Yeah. And if you go to the bottom, there should be a thing that says write a review. Oh, okay. So. There you go. That's so, how you comment, guys. Yeah, so that's, that also <laughs> is a little instructable for you guys as well. Uh, leave us a review. Uh, a rating, it helps us with our algorithms. Something that uh, I want to say that we want to do soon is to start also getting these episodes onto YouTube. Ooh. And have another uh, little platform. So, because I know. market, wow. <laughs> I use YouTube a lot, almost like a podcasting platform. Mm-hmm. Like, I like to listen to a lot of video essays or just people kind of just talking. Mm hmm. And, you know, because I'm, and I'll like have it on while I'm driving because I'm not watching the video. I'm just kind of listening to what they're saying. And so I think that that could be an interesting way to look at it going forward. Yeah. 
and you know we're gonna we're working on stuff like getting a new intro like if you listen to some of the old intros when i was with justin you know and you're like where where'd the where'd the intro go Mm -hmm. we gotta obviously come up with a new one because justin's not part of the team anymore right so that's something that we are working on as well we're investigating looking at a patreon page Mm -hmm. so that we can start um maybe making that the place where you guys can donate. But until then, uh, if you look in the description of our episodes, there is a link to where you can uh, send us some sweet, sweet money that will help us to not only be compensated for what we're doing here, but Mm -hmm. also to help us to start improving and to add to this channel. We want to get this as big as we can. Mm -hmm. So... Um, if you click on the link, it'll give you a couple of options on a monthly, uh, pledge. So, Mm -hmm. uh, we would really appreciate it. It, uh, would kind of just really be the coolest thing to have going with this podcast to, uh, have some loyal fans that want to see this channel blossom. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Ratings, comments, uh, check out our Facebook page. Leave us some comments there. We've got some various different discussions going on, and uh, I'm still waiting on those comments to come in (laughs) to say here on the channel, but once we get them, I think Instagram, from what I was talking to with a friend of mine, that Instagram is really where you want to be, so I'm thinking of probably like Mm -hmm. making Instagram the main um, hub and have it just post to the Facebook page. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll see if we have any more luck there. Yep. So um, let's kind of talk about what's been going on lately in the music world. So we had meant I can't remember if I had talked about the... Yeah, I, I want to say it was probably in the Killers episode where we talked about the Motley Crue tour. The, the Motley Crue tour with Def Leppard and Joan Jett and Poison. That's Yep. So I read... Something that they have already grossed $130 million. That is a lot of money. <laughs> this is going to be a wow. huge tour. This yeah. is going to be massive. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to see uh, how well it does. And I really want to try and make it out to a show. Thing is, they're not coming to Tulsa. Yeah, I know. Which, which is harder. I want to I wanna look up some... Some places that are, I guess, close. Yeah, I mean, they they might have one in Little Rock. But that's still a drive. I mean... Yeah, I know. I mean, obviously, they've got, you know, all the shows in Texas, which would be probably the other. Kansas City, I think, it's, is another one they have. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find the, um, the page here with all the dates on it. All right. Like, they're, yeah, they're going to be in Kansas City. They'll be mm-hmm. in Houston, Arlington... Uh, and that's that's pretty much the closest they're coming to us. You know, there's no LKC, there's no Tulsa. That's unfortunate. So that's, that's I probably wouldn't be able to make it down there. Although, mm-hmm. you know, who knows what'll happen if I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm able to scrounge up money. That's that's a show I would totally go and see. Yeah, yeah. I think that that would, especially seeing all four of them in one place, which is rare. You know, considering. One of them is Joan Jett. Mm-hmm. 
uh, I think that that just seeing all of those in one, my last experience at a concert having that many big bands in one place was was really good. It was when <laughs> I saw Slayer. Slayer and that was um, Napalm Death, Testament, Anthrax, and Lamb of God. And Slayer. And Slayer. So it was five. Wow. Five groups in one space, and that was that was the best concert experience I've ever had. I wouldn't say it was my favorite concert. I would say it's pretty close to the top as far as like the actual show itself and like mm-hmm. the connection with the songs. I would say that uh, seeing Metallica. Oh yeah. Was as because I knew every song that they played. I was, yep. I was you know that was more of like I was that was my show. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as kind of the overall experience, being in the pit at the Slayer show mm-hmm. was. An incredible experience, yep. and then just seeing all of these legendary bands, even though a lot of them I didn't know too many of the songs they mm-hmm. were playing, it was still just like taking it all in was just that's an experience I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. It was pretty great. So yep. I would love to be able to make it to the Motley Crew show, but if I don't, eh, maybe I'll. Maybe they'll do another uh, farewell tour, and I'll get to see them. <laughs> another farewell tour. Well, yeah. yeah, they are. They did do the whole contract thing that you were talking about. I just for me, it makes it so awkward when they actually do do a farewell tour. The one that actually is the last one. Mm-hmm. Do you say you know goodbye again? Like they made such a big deal about it. Like if you mm-hmm. look at footage on that last show, like mm-hmm. Vince Neil was like sobbing on stage, and it's mm-hmm. just like okay, well I guess that was kind of empty now because yeah. he just came back. Yeah. But so maybe they were thinking it was the end. And I think that the, there's a lot of debate on whether or not you could say that they that this was all planned. Right. I want to say that they did mean for that to be the goodbye, because from what I read, that they were not getting along with each other, mm-hmm. and they just didn't have anything to do mm-hmm. in their career, and then it was when The Dirt came mm-hmm. out on Netflix, mm-hmm. and their uh, working on that movie kind of brought them together again, mm-hmm. and they kind of like reconnected friendship-wise, and then obviously they're... they're album sales like went way way up mm-hmm. and so they're just like well people are interested in us again so mm-hmm. you know yeah i mean i understand but at the same time you know it would have been nice if that had happened without having to have a farewell tour and kind of going oops we're back yeah yeah but um, yeah i i think that they meant for that to be the the, the goodbye and then Kind of just like, uh, well, that, let's let's do another one. That sounds really backwards from what I remember you saying in that episode. That's because I I, I read up on it afterwards okay. and kind of was reading. I was just like, okay. I, but I mean, it's still possible that this was the plan all along. Right. Yeah. Because the more I thought about it, the more I read up on it, I kind of changed my mind on it. Mm-hmm. You'll find that that happens on this. This sets the theme of this podcast. Uh huh. It seems so. Uh, uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and jump into anyway. the band for uh, this episode. Yes, 
Ghost. Ghost. Which, in my mind, is a very recent band. The most recent band we've covered so far. Really? Yep. For the whole podcast? Yep. Okay. The Before that, the uh, I guess the Killers would have been the most current one. So, Cause they Because they yeah. formed in 2001. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, Ghost formed in, I want to say they formed in 2009, and first wow. album came out in 10. That is really recent. I, I did not envision that. Ghost, man, what a what a mark they have left in their first ten years. Oh yeah. And and because they are kind of the epitome of pop symphonic black doom metal. You know, if there's an epitome of that, that's what they are. I don't, I don't think know. I don't think they're the epitome yes, of they it. Are. I think I think they just are it in its entirety. Because that's such that's, a well, that's what there's no is. there's no one that sounds like ghost there's right no, now. Well, that's, Okay, that's true. No one, no one good. No one sounds like Ghost, um, which was also disappointing for today's bonus song. The first time I heard it, I know. But um, it's still a good song. It just it's it a good song, but it's, it, it it's doesn't different. sound like Ghost. It's not supposed to. The bonus song doesn't always sound like the right artist. And and I think the reason why Ghost sounds so unique is because it's the brainchild of Tobias Forge. Yeah. The front man. The only person we actually know is in the band. I mean, he writes all the songs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's the he's, voice. He's the like. voice, and he has these different characters that he plays, kind of plays on stage and in music videos mm-hmm. and whatever. So let's let's talk a little bit about, for those of, that are listening that okay. that don't know who Ghost is, before we just kind of really jump into yeah, the, the deep Yeah, because I started dive. jumping in. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's, let's, let's kind of just talk about what is Ghost. Um, so... What, I'll talk about when I first started hearing about them. Okay. It was when uh, the second album, Infin- Infestesimum? Infinitesimum or something. In, yeah, something like that. Some dumb word. <laughs> yeah. um, I only say it's dumb because I can't say it. Yeah. It's, actually, it's actually a cool album title. Um, I just I started hearing about them. About the time that I first started, like, you know, reading stuff by Loudwire and kind of really mm-hmm. following with that, I just, I kept seeing this band. And the first big thing I saw was that Dave Grohl was really, um, I want to, I can't remember if he actually took them as an opening act or if he just was like this really big advocate for them. Like, I think he came and produced some stuff for them, mm-hmm. um, gave them kind of some, some pointers as they were really starting to take off. And I remember just like hearing a lot of people that aren't metal people saying that they loved Ghost. And then I saw a picture of them. And it was this it was this dude in skull mask mm-hmm. with this giant pope hat and he just looked like this demonic yeah. saint. It it the the band looks different than it sounds. Yeah. And I didn't listen to them for several years after that. I just kept seeing articles and I was just like, This is the strangest thing because mm-hmm. this looks like a black metal band. Mm-hmm. This looks like you know, like some new form of slipknot. Yeah. And I just couldn't and I also heard that they were like super satanic, mm-hmm. and so it was. I was very cautious to dip into them because I had yeah. like no idea what I was going to be dealing with if mm-hmm. I was going to if I was going to feel really guilty afterward after mm-hmm. listening to it. And so I just I didn't listen to them for a really long time, not until prequel came out, which is their their newest, newest one in twenty seventeen. Yeah, was right? it really twenty seventeen? I feel like it was twenty seventeen. Let me look at it real quick. It's either seventeen or eighteen. I'm I. I think it actually might... No, I think it's 18. Because we have a couple prequel songs on the list. It is 18. 
I'm I'm very sure okay. of that now. Or you could be my. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. My phone is in my hands. Yeah, June first, twenty eighteen. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, I remember I I actually heard a little bit of the new album coming out. I was just like, wow, okay, this is not the sound that I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and but yeah, just like you've got you've got this main front man, right? That for a long time no one knew the identity of, and then yeah, you, and then you have these identical looking musicians nameless are, gals quote unquote ghouls ghouls gals you know i gals ghoul i don't know how to pronounce that word but now i do okay ghoul nameless ghouls so um we we still don't know who they are and i i'm pretty sure that they all have rotated they have rotated so many times because there's been some copyright issues mm-hmm. but yeah so you know, this was this was very much a, a band shrouded in mystery. They're from Finland. I thought they were from Sweden. Okay. Wait. Same area. Wait, hold on. I feel like it's Sweden. I, because now every that time... I, now that I think about it, it might be Sweden. Every time I see Ghost, it's like Swedish metal band. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but... Sweden, yeah. Yeah, that was my there bad. we go. Ha <laughs> ha. You were right about one, and I was right about one. Yeah. Um... So, you know, it's again seeing Swedish band. I'm thinking, you know, extreme metal. Mm-hmm. That's 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 where black metal and death metal. That's where the burning church metal is from. Yeah, yeah. well, Norway, but Norway, Sweden but had. Some they're of it, they're similar. Yeah, they're they're next door. Similar neighbors. parts of the world. Yeah. No, they're they're literally next door neighbors. Okay, that's what it meant. <laughs> um, so I just I had this impression of them, and I've really been pleasantly surprised. Because I've really grown to love this band very, very much. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that they are the metal band of this decade, or this last decade. Yeah. I, I have not seen any other band rise to that level of uh, notoriety, of influence, of size, not in a long time. To be a band that's not just leading the metal scene, yeah. but has transcended into the public consciousness. To right. be a band that mm-hmm. that people who don't listen to metal listen to. Mm-hmm. We really haven't had that since Metallica. He's, he's even made it into the meme culture. Tobias Forge and his little characters have made it into meme culture. Mm-hmm. And if you've made it into meme culture, I mean, you're, you're part of pop culture forever. Yeah. But, um... It's just yeah. it's it's been the it's been the great success story of of the modern metal era. And and one of the songs that we have today um, was named the metal song of the decade by I think it was Loudwire. Yeah, yeah. And they were and they were also ones that said they were the metal band mm-hmm. of the decade, which I mean they absolutely were. They yeah. have, they've done more for heavy metal's health and yeah. and um, their their awareness mm-hmm. than any other band has in a long time. Like maybe some of the new metal bands around the turn of the century maybe helped to do something like Disturbed and Evanescence and because those bands kind of made it to the mainstream. Yeah, but there's just something different about how Ghost is doing. It's it. just because no one sounds like them, and they have such an accessible sound. Yeah, but yet at the same time, it's so metal. It's yeah, pop metal. Yeah. For lack of a better term. 
this you know, is that a sounds band, really bad. This is a band that has revived my my faith in that good pop music still exists. Because uh-huh. whenever and I've talked about this on previous episodes before, when I talk about how much I love pop music, this is the pop music I'm talking about. Pop music back mm. in the day was made by real people with real instruments. And this is too. Yes. This is pop music. Well, real person with real instruments. Well, <laughs> I mean... I'm sure he records all the guitars. Yeah, but he's got a real drummer. He's, he's got, got a real, a real key- keyboard yeah. player. Mm-hmm. You know you, you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, everything, everything in their live performances is live. It's right there. Yep. Um, so I think that... Um, you know, this is this is a band that is able to cross over without selling out because they're still like, even when they're being really accessible, they're still being such great songwriters. Mm-hmm. And we're, we'll talk more in depth about that when we get to the songs that mm-hmm. we've picked out. Um, but yeah, th- I haven't seen anything like this since Metallica. Since they since they broke big in the early '90s and became mm-hmm. a a totally uh, cross genre band that yep. that literally it doesn't matter who you listen to you listen to Metallica right they were the one metal band that everyone kind of united under mm-hmm. Ghost while they haven't gotten to that same level yet they're probably going to get there they're they've gotten closer than anyone else has and i think that they could get there i'm really curious to see what they do next yeah yeah me too um but i guess i guess we'll talk about when i first heard ghost um i w- it was kind of during this time and like i was in high school and i was listening kind of like edgier stuff with some of my friends kind of like the new edgier stuff like um like Fallout Boy. <laughs> God. <laughs> but um So edgy. It okay. But it's like fake edgy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um I'm I'm doing air quotes. I can't I can't such, they can't tell but such emo, very edge. Anyway, um and the Rats music video, you know, had come up on which Rats is a ghost song, it come up on my YouTube shuffle, autoplay, whatever. And then I watch it, and I'm like, oh, I gotta show this to all my friends who listen to and watch Fallout Boy music videos. And they're like, oh, this is so weird. Like, what's wrong with this? Well, it's like the same kind of, like, weird music video where he's, mm-hmm. like, in that diner, and there's, like, the dead people all around. And he's, and he's ballet dancing. And I, Yeah, and I thought, like, they would appreciate that. Well, no. Um, and I kind of liked the song. And I'm like, you know, Ghost is kind of interesting. I don't know if I love this song. And I still really don't like that song. It's kind of boring to me. I like um, it. Until the end. The end is really good um, when it does kind of that breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, it just reminds me of Thriller. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and the next time I actually heard about Ghost was um, there was like an interview with Dave Mustaine talking about he didn't want to play with Satanic Bands anymore and how the... It was it was a interview that was on YouTube, and the um, thumbnail was a picture of Ghost, you know, and then that image that you talked about earlier with the guy in the Pope hat and mm-hmm. the skull face, and I'm like, oh, that's what they look like. Are they actually satanic? And I had to do all my research, yeah. and I wanted to be like, no, 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 please don't be, and of course they are. 
But um, that doesn't subtract from their musical composition. No. But that that's kind of how I got introduced to them. And then slowly I kind of like listened to some of their songs. And, mm-hmm. and, you know. Yeah. Um, and then also because they're a very new band, I figured we could also kind of do a quick recap of kind of what their career trajectory has looked like. Right. Okay. So they started off as this, this really underground, almost like a novelty act. Mm-hmm. You look at the costumes that they had that first that so what before they knew him as before we knew it was Tobias Forge, his mm-hmm. character's name, and I'm gonna say this wrong, I'm sure it was Papa Emeritus. That's how I pronounce it. Yeah. Yeah. Um and there's been four different characters, four albums, one right. for each album. So Papa Emeritus, Papa Emeritus two. Papa Emeritus three, oh. also known as the Pope Star. Aha. And then uh Colonel Copia. Yes, and Papa Emeritus Two looks the best. You can't change my mind. Uh, I like I like Pope Star the most. Mm, it just it looks too clean. That's kind of why I like it though. <laughs> uh, uh, I also think that his um, his mannerisms and his uh, his quirkiness, as far as his on stage uh, antics, mm-hmm. I liked the most. So so when they are live, does he change characters for the different? No nope. eras. He just is Mm-mm. the most recent. So he's Cardinal Copia right now. Yeah. Okay. It has been. I don't know if he's going to remain Cardinal Copia into the next album. He hasn't said that he's given him up yet. There, there was some discussion in in me and some of my other friends who like Ghost that it's like you know maybe Cardinal Copia is part of this storyline where he's going to try to become like the fourth. Oh yeah. Papa Emeritus. There's a, like there's definitely coming of age sort of thing. That's been another one of the most fascinating things about them is their dedication to creating like this story. Cause like mm-hmm. whenever they announce new incarnations, there's always like this video they release mm-hmm. where they mm-hmm. like kill the previous incarnation and introduce the new one. And they act like it's this really serious thing. <laughs> and this is where I find their viewpoint on, uh, a lot of things is very interesting because mm-hmm. yes, even though they are Satanists, they're not the you know let's burn the world kind of Satanists. Mm-hmm. They're very um, makes me think that maybe they're not true Satanists, but rather it's a show. It's I th- I think it might be. Um, they're very dedicated to it, but I also like you look at a band like Behemoth. That's mm-hmm. a Satanist band, mm-hmm. and that is someone that I've I've listened to them talk, and it's very shocking the things that they say, and mm-hmm. I and I fully believe that they believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, with Ghost, while I do think that they believe it to a certain extent, mm-hmm. I don't think they believe it in the in the fanatical sense of we need to spread this and we need to destroy any thing that is christian or church or Mm -hmm. so you know i i truly don't know (laughs) yeah but that's just the feeling the vibe that i've gotten up from them so yeah the the costumes on the in the first incarnation are pretty pretty bad right but it's still interesting and it definitely got people talking and also i'm not as much of a fan of the first album which is uh opus eponymous i've not even heard of that so that would be it. Uh, it was it was it was kind of an underground hit. Um, it definitely got people talking, but never, no one was predicting where they would go. It wasn't until that second album, Infest Testimony, 
Infinitesimal. Infinitesimal. <laughs> oh, man. That's when they really started, because, you know, Year Zero got big. Secular Haze got big. Right. And kind of that's when they started to um, kind of transcend a little bit. And, you know, they got the better costumes and something that was very marketable. Um, but then Meliora came out, the third album. And oh, Meliora was... Meliora, that was... Because they yeah. won a Grammy for that album, mm -hmm. um, for the song Cerise. Yes. And uh, I think that that's when they really hit that superstar level. Yep. And also the songs... And they found the formula. At that point, the songs and the production were top-notch. Yep. And then it just, in my opinion... It, it escalated from there. In my opinion, yeah. prequel's the best they've made so far. I can't disagree on that because I've never listened to one of their albums all the way through. I think... But I it think does have the best sound engineering. Oh, yeah. I mean, sound it, the is sound so is... Ooh, ooh, man. Like, I've always wanted to, you know, mix an album like the Black Album. Nope. Not anymore. Prequel. That's it. I want it to sound like prequel. The songwriting is so strong. The songwriting is great. On, on we, it and Meliora. Because we got two prequel songs on the... Uh, list and we got two Meliora songs mm -hmm. and all four of them are so good. Yeah, it's the song. You know, all the songs are so good. The songwriting <laughs> is on another level now. Right, and that's what makes me very curious to see what the fifth. I think it's supposed to come out sometime this year. So okay, so you mentioned the first album was Opus Eponymous. Opus Eponymous, which was with Papa Emeritus one, one, and then Infinitesimum was with two. Technically, he, he was still two when Meliora came out, but partway through the touring is when he switched to Pope Star. When the Pope Star EP came out, which had Square Hammer on and it. And then Meliora went to Pope Star, mm -hmm. and then Pope Star went to Prequel. Uh, he was already Cardinal Copia when all the stuff for Prequel started coming okay, out. Okay, so, so or I should say Pope Star was the album before Prequel. Yeah, it was an EP. Pope Star was an EP? Mm -hmm. Okay, so it wasn't a, it wasn't a full no. deal. Okay. So, but it's, that would be why the math isn't making sense in my yeah, head. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. EP. All right. So, yeah. Um, I've been trying to pinpoint what their inspirations are. <laughs> I don't think it's possible. And I thought it was really clear cut that they're riffing on classic metal. But the more I started to think about it and the more I listened to it, I realized that that wasn't necessarily the case. This Their stuff doesn't sound like Iron Maiden. It doesn't sound like Judas Priest. It, well... I mean, yes, it has some elements, but it's... got some elements it's, there, but it's also, like... It's not favoring heavily. There's some kind of, like, orchestral atmosphere to it. Almost mm -hmm. as if he's, like... As if Tobias Ford listens to classical as well. Just, like, well, as he's driving to go get gas or something, you know? I would probably not say so. I think he's listening to the bands that were influenced by it. Like, I hear a lot of electric, like, orchestra in there... Okay. I hear a lot of um, Elton John. Oh yeah. And Michael Jackson, and probably just I hear a lot of seventies and eighties pop. Mixed, mm -hmm. And if I had to pick an uh, some bands that metal bands that are in there more, I would say riff wise, I feel like they borrow from Black Sabbath the most, as far as just how they're writing their riffs. Mm hmm. And I feel like um, I feel like there's some merciful fate in there. I wouldn't be surprised if there was merciful fate. Yeah, 
I think also that they're in, they inspired the look from them for sure. Oh yeah. Um, and I and just the way that Mirthful Fate writes riffs, I can hear some of that in there too. Mm-hmm. But I would say the the influences f- from pop far outweigh the influences from metal. Right, and and in a sense, metal is only the instrumentation for them. Mm-hmm. And it's the vehicle to set them apart. It, and and they're a pop band, and that's probably why you like them so much. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes, I love metal, but pop at the core. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. So uh, we're gonna take a small break, but when we come back, we're gonna dive more into these songs and talk a little bit more about ghosts. So stay with us. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to the Good Music Podcast. We just finished talking about our overview of Ghost and who they are and kind of how they're run by Tobias Forge and their discography. They've been forged by They've been forged by Tobias himself. (laughs) And um, we're going to dive into our songs. So the first song we have... Well, before we get in, let's... let's, Lucas has something to say. In case this is your first time listening to us, I like to explain a little bit about why we do this section okay. and yeah, kind ahead. of what, what our reasoning is behind picking these songs. So the songs are uh, a way for us to talk a little bit deeper about the artist, be able to talk about some very specific musical things, get into lyrics, and uh, be able to express our emotions a little clearer, as well as give you, the listeners, uh, something to listen to as well. So, like, for instance, if you've never heard Ghost, I've picked out six songs that are going to give you the best possible first impression of them, while also at the same time creating a very satisfying emotional flow from start to finish. So, uh, and I think in this uh, selection, I've put together one of my best this sets is, ever. This is a really good set. But, um, so okay. I'm not necessarily picking like my six favorites or what I think are the six best ghost songs. I'm not doing it that way. I'm picking the songs that uh, are good for starting out as mm-hmm. well as songs that just fit well together. Yeah. And these songs really do fit well together. Um, and so I think you're right. They do create a really good emotional arc. Um, and there's some little tidbits in there that, that I know that you switched around and put in order. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I, I slave over these sets. To, to, yeah. And, and I have to get them just right. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of little nuances that if you weren't, you know, a ghost fan, you wouldn't really pick up on as far as the order of this. Um, but we'll talk about them as we get to them. Yeah. Um, and, uh, in the description of the episode, you'll find a link to a Spotify playlist. They'll have these songs on here. So you'll be able to listen to them for yourselves. Please go check them out. Um, even if, Maybe metal is not particularly your genre. Um, the thing that uh, I request my listeners to just listen with an open mind. You may discover something that you never knew you liked before. So um, even if you have already made up your mind that you're not going to like it, still mm-hmm. go listen to it anyway. You might <laughs> be surprised. Yep. And now I'm done. Okay. Now that we got that out of the way, because I totally forgot that whole 
tidbit, spiel. that whole tidbit that's kind of important. First song is Year Zero off of Infinitesimum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that I'm, word. I, I'm hoping that's the last time we'll say that album name. <laughs> uh, probably. Probably not, actually. Anyway. Um, no, it is, because this is the only one of the list off that album. Yep. So, so this is yeah. not one I feel like people would think to put first, but at the same time, it's it's, it's such a striking start it's, to the set. It's not your dad's metal song. It's just, it's, oh my gosh, if this is your first ghost song, you're in for a treat, because it makes ghosts seem a lot darker than they are in the average, you know, um, discography, I mm-hmm. would say, because this song is about the apocalypse and how Satan's going to come back and rule the earth and everyone's going to burn. <laughs> yeah. And well, I mean, he literally says, you know, the yeah. day of reckoning where men exist to burn mm-hmm. and oh my gosh. But all that aside, the, the composition and the chord chemistry here is so good that you can't ignore that. Just based off the lyrics, you know, but um, yeah, um, you're gonna find out very quickly that this is a band that's really gonna uh, challenge your um, your what's the word I'm looking for? It's shock rock. Yeah, it is, mm-hmm. and you know, I think that you know, I'm not saying that I advocate what they're saying. Yeah, but also at the same time, I'm able to listen to it bit more objectively Mm -hmm. and just go okay yeah like this song's not gonna make me go worship satan yeah you know i i feel like i i feel like my beliefs are a little stronger than that yeah um but you know it's okay if it offends you it's not meant for everybody even though somehow it has reached way more people than i feel like this band ever could have and that's just because the music is so dang good it's also probably one of the most fun bands to sing along to. Yeah. Because his voice is clean. So if mm-hmm. like if you're one of those people who can like hear harmonies, go at it. You'll have so much fun. I do all the time singing along to Ghost. Whereas if it was like another band like Gorguts. Yeah, where they're like oh, all the time. <laughs> you like you can't sing along to that, you know? Yeah. But um anyway. Yeah, so um obviously, you know, follow your own discretion. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you're if you're if you can get past some of that, man, you've got some great music. Yeah, and I feel like this this song right here at the beginning of the set is is going to right up front let you know what kind of band you're dealing with. Yep. Um, I'm not. We're not easing into anything, but at the same <laughs> no, time, no. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go some interesting directions yeah. with this set. Mm-hmm. Um. But just having those chanting vocals right at the beginning, I feel like it's mm-hmm. such a it's it's such a great touch to the song. It's a it's a mood setter. And the way that the when the drums come in for that main mm-hmm. beat, yeah, it's uh, it's got such a bounce to it. Like it's you can almost dance to it. That's huh. that's the first impression I it got. It seems really doom and gloom to me. I've never. That's the first impression I got when I heard the song. Okay. It was just like this is this is like a like maybe more of like primal dancing. 
not, yeah, okay. not, not like not like ballroom dancing I thought, or anything I, like I that. I was picturing like very superstitious kind of dancing. <laughs> like but um No, but it's like it's got a movement to it that just that, that kinda just makes you wanna It does make you bop your head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not in not in as much of a metal way, but it's it's just like again, it's kind of bouncy. Yeah, and I, that's that's when I heard that drum groove, I was just like, okay, I because this is the first also ghost song that I ever heard. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. When I finally decided, okay, I'm gonna give these guys a listen. Year Zero was the first one I picked. <laughs> oh my god! And so I hear the the wow. vocal chants. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then when it's the paired with that hit. drum groove, I was oh. just like, oh, yeah, this this grooves. I like this. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was just like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. cool. And then I heard them say, Hail Satan. And I was just like, well, <laughs> let me think about this a little more. Yeah. And then I was just like, okay, uh, whatever. And then yeah. I got over it. But this song has so many stories attached to it. Um, for me, in high school, um, because we had a... We had a capstone project, and we had I chose to do mine over, like, music and, like, what kind of music morally should you write, should you listen to, like, what's good for your <laughs> mental health and whatever. And so I was like, what's going to get people's attention? And that I put this song at the very beginning of my, of my final presentation for graduating private Christian school. Uh. I went straight to the chorus, and I was like, I'm going to have you listen to this, and I'll gauge your reaction. And so, anyway, the the whole point of that first set was to say, like, you know, a song like Guns N' Roses' November Rain can just be as detrimental to your mental health as this song because it's, like, how you, you know, try to, like, use music as an escapism and mm-hmm. whatever. It's a, it's a whole nother topic of discussion. But that kind of, that song, um, using that in that presentation, because um, I gave it to some of my friends to practice for. And that was when some of them had first time ever heard Ghost. And so um, one, one of my friends in particular, he is such, such a troublemaker for us and for the teachers. And we're out hanging around that summer, which was last summer, um, at one of my friend's house. And he lives way out in the middle of nowhere, pretty much. And he was like, oh, there's this creepy school you know, somewhere where, like, it's completely abandoned, but, like, all the books are still there, and, like, the doors are still unlocked, and it's, like, something out of Outlast, you know? Mm. And we totally didn't believe him. Or it was it was some story like that. I can't remember which one it was. And we're driving through this open field, um, but there's a, there's a road going through an open field, and so there's field on one side, field on another side, and it's just massive, but it's in the middle of the night. And so my friend grabs the aux and plugs it in and starts playing Year Zero. No big deal, right? But my friend driving is super hardcore Christian, like crazy, crazy Christian, Um, which I don't know if that's a bad thing necessarily, but... um, Mm, Depends. It depends. But when he put Year Zero on, he freaked out and he was the one driving and he like, does all these swerves because he thinks like demons are chasing him or something. It's like nothing was happening at all. We were just driving through an open field, but he freaked out. I guess you guys should have been there. But, um, so every time kind of the opening comes, I think of that moment and I kind of laugh a little bit, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah. 
And so when you played that song, I hadn't heard it in a long time. Uh huh. And so I kind of I kind of laughed a little bit, and that's what I was thinking about. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I noticed you'd laughed. I was just like, I wonder what he's laughing about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, but it's it's a really it's a really cool song, and it's really well written, and. Um, it ends with this really cool, like, creepy, like, you described it as Pokemon music, Lavender Town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of the songs, you know, on this podcast kind of remind me of, you know, the Japanese modern music for mm-hmm. video games. And yeah. Well, stuff. I mean, they made some of the best video game music of all time. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, um, it does end kind of like a, on a creepy, weird, mm-hmm. like, what instrument is that note? So that, but that ending sets me up perfectly for our next song. For the next song, which I think you mentioned earlier, yeah, um, Cerise. This is another one of my first ghost songs, and the way I kind of see it is kind of like the sad but true of Ghost, because mm-hmm. it's got like kind of an intro that's not really super related to the rest of the song. Yeah. But it introduces the rest of the song very well, and it goes into a hard-hitting riff that's just kind of basic 4-4, mm-hmm. smashing, slow, kind of sludgy. The production on the song is so Oh, cool. yeah. And the kick drum just hits you right in the chest. Yeah, it does. Um, and it also has kind of those um, parts in the middle, especially the first part was like, and I see through the stars, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does some really great harmonies. Tobias Forge does some really good harmonies there. Yeah. And some really good orchestration with the piano lines. This song's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. So this song was originally supposed to be a nine-minute instrumental. Oh, I'm glad it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> and they uh, they were able to kind of work it into a, into a, a song. And, yeah, it was a great decision. This is... One of the most popular songs they've made, and it's the song that mm-hmm. won them a Grammy. So mm-hmm. that ended up being a good decision. Yeah. And this song just it just kicks. It um, does. I love all of the uh, all the vocal delivery in this song. I feel like mm-hmm. this is the album where he really came into his own as a vocalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, the vocals are pretty rough the first album, and then uh, the second album they're they're better. But like even you can hear in Year Zero, it's like he's putting a lot of effects on his voice like he kind of you can tell he's still trying to figure out mm-hmm. exactly what his voice oh, is oh yeah it sounds like he's singing through his nose uh-huh but now here on meliora and with cerise specifically like this is a very confident singer oh and, yeah and it really shows in this song um i love the points where it really kind of goes down and mm-hmm. gets very intimate mm-hmm. uh the piano and um and then a really great guitar solo on this song. It's something that we're going to talk about yeah. more as, as the set goes on are the great guitar solos. Oh, all of them. None of them are fast and flurious, I guess. Although I would say this one is the most fast and flurious because it's, well, it's got like this section towards the end where it's like it's got uh, right little... before it goes into the keyboard solo. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. No, there's no key. Well, I mean, I guess when you say keyboard solo where it like drops down, it's just like that weird keypad oh, i thought i thought i had a little no because well okay in in the music video um unless i'm just not hearing it the, in the mix um, it, the um well we should we should probably talk about the music video a little bit um, i actually have not seen the music video. but it's very interesting so it's like a talent show and tobias forge actually isn't in the music video 
Yeah. There's actually a kid with the makeup on. Oh. And sing, doing doing like a talent show performance. That's and he's cool. like beckoning to this one girl in the front row to like get him to like join this cult or something and mm -hmm. she gets like these magical powers and like starts closing doors and like doing weird demonic stuff which mm -hmm. probably would be your whole like they're being satanic for show yeah um, um yeah because they're they're definitely using it for theatrics sake oh yeah um and this is a song that is not near as shocking as the first one there's no, there's no really satanic references no. in this one. This is one that, really, no. that it can be interpreted a couple different ways. Mm -hmm. To where you know, if you're if you're really bugged out by the the Satan stuff, then this is a good song for you. Mm. That's why I wanted to, I wanted to let you know on the first song. Yes, <laughs> yes, this this band is satanic. Just so you know. Um, yeah. But then introduce some more songs that um, that kind of take you out of that. Now, of course, right. you know, there's some religious uh, undertones in this song with, you know, it's kind of almost feels like a seance. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it could also be interpreted as just like, like talking to anyone that feels outcast or in the shadows. Like, yeah. I mean, that's, that's how I first interpreted the song. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's well written in a way that you can take it a couple different ways. Which is good. Which I love songs that do that. I, yeah, me too. Yeah. And so that's. Another reason why I really like this song. Mm -hmm. um, and anyway, all that to say, I think there's a keyboard solo in this song. I'll have to... I never remember hearing a keyboard solo in this song, but I'll, I'll have to go check. <laughs> but, um, no, there... Um, and then, of course, at the very beginning, there's, like, some adult saying, like, come on, Cerise, we're going to be late. And so I said that to you when we were listening to that song. You probably didn't pick up on that, but... No, I didn't pick up on okay. that. Okay. Um, but... Uh, Anyway, it's during that open acoustic opening acoustic guitar line, which is a great line. Mm -hmm. I wish I knew it, but I've never sat down to learn it. Um, and and this is just, I guess, it's just a really good song. I don't yeah. think there's much more to say about this song. No, so let's let's move on. So we have a we have a kind of an extended ending on this one as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's got a it's, long it's got a long fade out. And it, well, well, yeah, not, not fade out as in there to keep playing, but yeah. like it, that last note hangs for quite a while. He kind of strums like a low C or whatever it is, mm -hmm. and just lets it ring out. Which I stole that idea on a song that I wrote one time, mm -hmm. um, and that takes us into the long fade in. Yes, our third song, which this song I had only heard the last few seconds of before, and I'll explain that why later. But um, when it first started, when we were listening to it, um, I knew I recognized it from somewhere, but I couldn't put my finger on it. Um, and that was because they start off on kind of a different... By the way, we should actually name the song first. Miasma. Uh, Miasma, off of prequel. It's an instrumental it's like five something minutes, mm -hmm. and it's great. It's an awesome instrumental. I wanted to, I, I wanted to have the song in there to showcase the rest of the band, right? Because mm -hmm. sometimes it's always about Tobias Forge, Tobias Forge, Tobias Forge. Right. He has a great band with him, mm -hmm. and this song really shows it. Yes, it just shows that they're not just a show. That they're not just the costumes. They're not just the shocking lyrics. Like mm -hmm. they make. The, they music. make music that stands on its own. Yes. Yes. Um, and all that to say, 
now that we've actually named the song. It starts off in like a kind of basic instrumental like mm-hmm. kind of feel. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, it's kind of going to be an instrumental. And I didn't realize it was going to be an instrumental the first time I listened to it. I thought, you know. You kept, vent- you kept thinking, I oh, kept the vocals thinking, are going to kick in. Oh, the vocals are kind of coming in. Vocals are kind of, you know, going to come in and. And they never did. And they never did. <laughs> and it was until they changed and they went to kind of twice the speed at, mm-hmm. as what they were before. And they went to that. I knew when I recognized that, mm-hmm. you know, and th- and that's that's how I knew where I knew that song from. Yeah. But, um, uh, I love the, the in the first half of the song, mm-hmm. when it goes to that repeating, that keyboard line, the. Yes. Oh man, that just soars, and they just keep building it every time they go to yeah, it. Yeah, and and the main riff of this song, I told you, sounds like an anime intro, uh-huh. and it does. But it's like not. Yeah. I don't know how to describe that. Again, it's, it's ghost. Yeah, it is ghost. This is a song that I think about. What are the the influences? I was just like, I kind of don't know. This is just something. Yeah. This is something that's truly special. And the thing that really throws you off is. Very close to the end of the song, a saxophone comes yeah, in. Yeah, out of in nowhere. In a metal song, a saxophone comes in, and it sounds like, it sounds great. Yeah. It sounds fantastic. You also and he plays you... like a little solo, and he does like a little flurry at the end. And, mm-hmm. and it's exactly what the song needs. You got Beat It in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, you do. There's a little guitar. But yet, at the same time, it fits so well. The keyboard solo is great. Uh a ripping guitar solo in this one. Yeah. He does this great tapping section. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also, and these are the little details that really make me love Ghost because it makes me realize that these are the real deal about the fact that the second half has, is a measure of 12 instead of eight. It is. That's uh, true. You know, it's just, there's details like that separate the truly great, songwriters and the people that's just like they could have just put that in four four technically they could have yeah but they didn't they decided to do something a little more out of the box to make it a little more interesting but it feels right yeah it feels it feels right and so it's when people do things like that that's what causes my respect to just really grow up for them yeah um Anyway, this song is instrumental, so we can't really talk about the lyrics. Yeah, there's no lyrics. I don't but, know what um, I don't know what miasma means. Well, it. My uh, only experience is in uh, Dwarf Fortress, which is a video game. <laughs> um, when your little dwarves die, you have to put them outside or in some kind of refuse area because they're dead. They're that's gonna, a that's a good metal album. When the little dwarves die, <laughs> they're gonna well, their body's gonna start decaying, and they'll release a gas called miasma, and it. Supposedly smells terrible, and it gives your other dwarves bad thoughts, and so it's a. This is a very complicated game. This is the strangest. This is the kind of game where it's like important to buy the right kind of leather for your dwarf, or else he'll throw a temper tantrum that will like lead to. Um, Can we have some people leave comments uh, (laughs) if they've played this game before? I'm sure there's there's that's going to be your first comment. Okay, somebody's going to say yes, I've played this game before. Okay. Yes. Because that's weird. No, it's it's a real game. I had to describe a letter to someone in class today by the um, symbol it is in Dwarf Fortress. Okay. So, and and well, we knew what each other meant. We didn't know each other played that game until that point. But anyway, um, all I have to say, that's what miasma means. Miasma. 
Mi 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 miasma. Mi whatever it miasma. is. Miasma. Miasma. <laughs> whatever it is. Um, this is this is a really bad episode for us pronouncing. <laughs> well, yeah, because when you have Swedish. album names like Infinitesimum, there you go. Said it again. Okay. Yeah, I really I, wanted to I, say I that. I didn't say it again. So, okay. um, this song naturally leads into the next song. It's it's what comes yep. after it on prequel anyway, and it's what gave me the idea that hey, these songs would link really well together. And it's right before the music video or the music video proper. Of the next song. And that is Dance Macabre. Mm -hmm. This is my favorite ghost song. That's very interesting. And uh, <laughs> just because it's just, it's so... This was the song that sold me on being a ghost fan and not just a ghost appreciator. Mm -hmm. This was this was the song that, the first one of theirs that I just, I kept playing because I was just like, yeah. I just want to hear it again. Oh yeah, this no, is... I did that too. Um, and and it's, it's very simple, kind of very pop. Oh, yeah. This is probably the most pop they've ever made. Oh, no doubt. And it's super short compared to some of the other songs. Um, and it's also super simple compared to the, some oh, of the yeah, other songs. Oh, yeah. It's very simple, but it's it's so well. It's so yeah. well written. Mm -hmm. um, my son loves this song. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. Um, and he... he We'll run around singing, just wanna be, wanna be with you in the moonlight. <laughs> yeah, and when I first heard that vocal line, I thought he was saying be with you, and he I know. was just kind of like doing a little play on words or anything. I think that's what he's doing. Oh yeah, he's absolutely, but... like, I remember I was, I'm gonna talk about a, uh, a metal channel on YouTube called Banger TV. Okay. They made, they've made some very important documentaries, including Headbanger's Journey and uh, the, the official Rush documentary. They did Iron Maiden's Flight 666 documentary. Um, these guys are the real deal, and uh, it's kind of sad to see them. They're kind of reduced to being just a YouTube channel mm -hmm. um, and kind of uh, doing what we do and begging people for money. <laughs> <laughs> Um, mm. but they also, they do metal reviews. I remember when this, when prequel came out, like mm -hmm. the guy talking was just like, like he was being very serious. Just like, what the heck is this? Why are they saying I want to be with you? Like, what is this hipster crap? And mm -hmm. like, they're very, <laughs> like, they're very much like death metal purists and, uh. you know, like my metal needs to be very serious. Mm -hmm. And, um. That's a good point. This is just a fun song. It took me a year to realize that he's actually saying, I want to bewitch you. I had to look up the lyrics, too. Yeah. And I realized that, and I all of a because at first I was just like, yeah, it's a corny lyric. And I think he's doing it, like, sarcastically, but it's so catchy that I don't care. But yeah. then when I realized what he was really saying, I was just like, Oh my gosh, that's great! It's clever. That's so clever. It's so clever. And, yeah. Um, anyway, this song, once again, music video time. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I never watch music videos, so you might be my... But, uh, uh, I The only way I get my ghost is the music videos. Um, because they're so weird. Interesting. Um, and that's just... I can't, I can't ever find a good quality version of the non-music videos on YouTube. I do I do my music through YouTube because I just recently got 
Spotify Premium, and I'm just I'm used to YouTube. Well, Spotify changes your life, but man. They they open up with these guys kind of coming to this party, you mm-hmm. know, and they're playing the back half of Miasma. That's, that's so interesting. I, I need to look that up and hear that because I'm curious to know what all they're it's, including. Yeah, and, and well, they kind of they kind of concatenate a little bit of it. Uh huh. And Which I'm, yeah, um, they'll do the little saxophone flurry at the end, and it'll go right into Dance Macabre. And mm. so that's why I expected it to happen. And that's they probably did that because they're right after each other on the album. Yeah, and just because that transition works it's so well. It's a great well. transition. Oh my gosh, yes. And one of the biggest challenges I had in the set was, if I'm going to start with something as dark as Year Zero, how do I get to something as light and poppy as Dance Macabre? Mm-hmm. And I feel like this sequence of songs does that in a very, 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 mm-hmm. very well. And, and it's not Dance Macabre, like no. I unfortunately thought. Hearing my son say dance macabre is really funny. <laughs> so my son kept freaking out my wife because he kept talking about he listens to ghosts. <laughs> and she was just like starting to get really worried. Just like, oh my god, he's seeing spirits. <laughs> Who's telling him about ghosts? And so she told me about it. I was just like, oh, it's a band called Ghost. We, you know, And she was just like, oh, thank god. <laughs> I, I, st- I started to worry her a little bit. Oh, man. But he, he loves this song. and I'm We were listening to the prequel album in the car, and he mm-hmm. fell asleep during Miasma. And as soon as Dance Macabre started, he lurched and went, this is Dance Macabre, <laughs> and then fell right back asleep. <laughs> it was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen. Ooh, man. Um, anyway, that's just a song that... If there's one song I think that anybody should listen to, it should be that one. Yeah. Even uh, though that's not my favorite one, which we'll, we still have to get to. Mm-hmm. And I think you already know which one it is. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, Although, man, do we have a great surprise entry coming up. Yes. A song I never thought I would like, but has Me neither. recently risen near the top. So, the next one, he is off of Meloria. Mm-hmm. Same same album off of Cerise, and you can kind of hear a little bit of the same. Yeah, you know he's really focused on harmonies, and um, this song is a lot slower. Uh, I can't remember how it opens. Like some kind of guitar. It's like or a little, It's almost like a like a mandolin, like because it's very. It's, oh, it sounds very high western. and tinny. Yeah, it it almost sounds like they're trying to write a western song for like the first. Verse. I never got that it was Western. I there's almost, a little bit of whistling up there that makes it sound kind of like. I almost. I always got the impression of like, um, like, like Renaissance era music. Hmm. Like very troubadour, um, um, that kind of era, like 1500s. I mean, it, it sounds like almost like Good, Bad, and the Ugly to me. Hmm. You well, know, that's the, that's the power of music. Of it can gold. it can take anyway, you to different places. That's true. It took you somewhere, and it took me somewhere completely different. Um, it took me, yeah, to kind of classical era. But in my opinion, the song doesn't really open up until after the chorus, the first chorus. Which the first chorus is great, and and the chorus in general. Mm-hmm. Um, he employs a lot of like suspended 
harmonies. Yeah. Suspended two, suspended four. He ends the chorus with a suspended two, which shouldn't make musical sense, but it it does. Somehow, it's, it's where, it's, somehow he's done the math. To, it's where the you know. it's where that riff takes you because it, it's in the boom boom na 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 and it hits that when it comes in on that little uh, guitar riff that holds the song mm-hmm. together. Right. I think that's that's how he's making it work. Um, but this is the song that the more I listen to it, the more I think that this may be their best written song as far as just the different things that they're using. Yeah. Even though Dance Macabre is my favorite, this is this is really competing for second place. Because mm, just okay. the, little, the little details in this song just all make this song so pleasant to listen to. And sh- is showcasing just how good of songwriters they are. Like, right. the, all the interesting things things they're doing guitar-wise and vocal-wise. Yeah, and every and, song is like that for them. Yeah, but there, to me... This one especially. To me, there's just there's just a little bit extra in here. Mm-hmm. And it just and it's, it's just so pleasant-sounding. And this song really makes me... Um, makes me really look at where... Because um, really, like, this song is like a worship song. It is. But it's, it's, it's like for a, the other team. It's <laughs> but yeah. but it's made me think about where Christian worship music is right yeah. now. And it's in a If Christian worship music sounded like that, that would be great. Yeah, because I feel like we're in a really dull spot. Well, all you right gotta now. do is change some of the lines in this song. Mm-hmm. And you're there. Which is which is, you know, that's that's how I view it anyway. Right. Um half the lines in this song are you know good and uplifting if you're a nice young christian boy Mm -hmm. but the other half aren't yeah (laughs) um but it's just like i just look at where we've been for the last five years in christian worship and it's been in a really bad place yeah there's just all the songs are using the same four chords Mm -hmm. there's no creativity to it anymore Mm -hmm. it's it's so unoriginal like I listened to the new Hillsong apps, and I'm just like, God, every song is eight minutes long, and they they use the same progression the whole song. Yeah. And they all sound exactly the same. <laughs> and I want to die. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a little dramatic, but just as a musician, right. like, I understand that, like, you know, and yes, worship music is very much about the lyrics. Yeah. But for me, the best worship music incorporates is, everything. Is par- is partnered with great songwriting and great uh, playing. And so I look at a song like He Is, and I just think if only, if only we could get to a spot where, where the church is singing music like this. Where, yes, they're not, it's not going to be metal like this, mm-hmm. but to where it's they're doing interesting things. Yeah. That's the thing about, like, I hear the song and I hear so many, like, what they're doing, like, in that chorus when they're, da-da-da, like, you would never, oh, yeah. you would never hear when that. When he does the Latin part? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You would never hear something harmonically like that, but at the same time, it works. You could. You absolutely could. And I just, I want to see us go somewhere new because we've been stuck in a rut for the last five to seven years yep and it's been really sad because 
I feel like mid 2000s to early 2010s worship music was really good. Like mm, I'm, I'm trying to think back. Like like classic Hillsong. That stuff was good. Like okay. you listen, you listen to what they're doing guitar, bass, drums, you're they're like these guys can play. Okay. And they were doing some really interesting things. Mhm. Mhm. I mean, you know, if you're comparing it to like Led Zeppelin, then you know you're going to be disappointed. But I'm right. saying like, but com- comparatively, there used, there used to be so much more, yeah, going on. Right. And I'm not saying that again. I'm not saying that worship music has to be about the music before the words. But I mean, it'd guys, be nice, guys. We're we're we've been in the same place for all. We need to go somewhere new. Yep. Um. Anyway. Yes. So. Um, <laughs> That that's the rant. Yeah, <laughs> I I had I had been thinking about that for quite a while now, and mm-hmm. I knew that this song was going to be my chance to kind of talk about that. Yeah. Uh, so now we're going to go into the last song. The last song, which is my favorite song, and I was really it was like choosing your favorite car, you know, if you're like Jay Leno, which we talked about earlier. <laughs> um, <laughs> look at that! Look at that! Full circle. Bring around right this there. This is all planned, guys. We yeah. scripted every word of this. <laughs> Um, yeah, even infinitesimum. Um, Square Hammer, uh, off of Pope Star, which was the EP. And this song I had heard on, like, 97.5, which is our local hard rock station. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never actually listened to before for years. And every time it would come on, I didn't, I wouldn't think to, you know look at the radio and see like who it is you know because it'll have the words scrolling by and um i knew the right here right now hook at the mm-hmm. end yeah because i'd usually just catch the song at the end mm-hmm. and it wasn't until i was first listening to ghost and i was getting into dance macabre and cerise and rats and stuff and i was like oh square hammer i guess that's the next song i should listen to because it keeps coming up on my autoplay and it wasn't until the very end when he says, right here, right now. And I'm like, that's where I know that from. Mm-hmm. It, and, oh, man. And you were talking about He Is has a lot of different nuances in it. Mm-hmm. Well, this song in the verses has so many, like, every time the verse repeats. Mm-hmm. There's something a little different. There's a, there's a different instrument that's kind of doing a little different part. Mm-hmm. And that's why this song is my favorite song, because it doesn't distract at all. Yeah. But it adds so much little... My favorite one is when the piano comes in on the... On the second one? Right, on the second verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's my favorite one, too. That's the one I'm, that's, that's the one I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also when, when it comes in with that, kind of that clean guitar with a little bit of strumming. Mm-hmm. Um, and the chorus just hits so Such hard. Such a good chorus. So um, this, song anyway. was, this song was written <laughs> because they needed a great opening song yes. for their tour. Yes. Um, they particularly referenced Ozzy Osbourne's I Don't Know, which is mm. the opening song off of Blizzard of Oz. That is a good song. Yeah. That's a great song. Um, and yeah, that's a great song to start off, but I thought, because I knew that when I was making this list, and I was mm-hmm. just like, well, what if I put it at the end of the set? Ooh. <laughs> and then here I come and I tell him, oh, they finish it. Well, you might have already known. I, I, I found that out a, about a couple weeks ago, before. before yeah. and, <laughs> and I was just like, 
Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one that thought that they, was a great idea. They, they actually finished their live shows. I find that that actually happens a lot when I make these sets. Mm-hmm. Is I'll put the set together, and then usually as part of my weekly research, I always watch a concert, mm-hmm. and I'll find that some of the stuff you did. Like I remember when I did the Fleetwood Mac episode and did that set, I felt like I was doing something really crazy by starting off with the chain. Mm. And I was just like, this is going to be a really weird but cool way to open it. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, saw that um, that th- for a while they opened with the chain on mm-hmm. that tour. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I knew that that was a good idea. Mm-hmm. And then I, for the Judas Priest one, right? Um, my two opening songs were uh, Elect. Hellion Electric Eye, and then Metal Gods. And then Metal when gods. And then <laughs> I watched a live Judas Priest show. The opening song was Hellion Electric Eye, and then they went into Metal Gods. No. And I was just like, <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> I like So I've been finding that this happens quite often. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll take from watching the live show. Like, I'll watch it and go, ooh, that was a great idea. I need to put that into the set. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes I'll be validated by... You know, I'll go back and I'll go, they thought that was a good idea too. And so that's that's what happened with Square Hammer as well. Yeah. Um, and I guess this song, and the, oh, I'm stumbling all over my words. But we talked earlier about how Cerise is kind of the sad but true this band. Uh-huh. Because you kind of made that comparison um, to Metallica. Yeah. Um, this, I would say, is their inner Sandman. I think so, too. Because it's the same chord progression, sort of. There's a little bit of change during the chorus, but it's the same chord progression throughout the whole song. Hmm. He'll, he'll play like that. And that's the opening, that's the verse, and then he'll change that second chord, just that second chord, and now you have the chorus. Hmm. And it's the ultimate theme and variation masterpiece and, of course, this is the song that Loudwire said was the metal song of the decade. It's hard to argue against it. It's No, it, yeah, it's super... It, oh, I can't think of a better one that came out in the decade that I listened to more. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably me personally, something off of, you know, Empath or Firepower. But Yeah, um, those those were great albums, too. But this song just... it's It's orchestrated well. It's written well. It's executed perfectly, and the little nuances just make it come to life, and the music video as well, which you haven't seen. Mm-mm. But um, I'm gonna let you be the authority on music videos anyway, going forward because this just... one, this one actually is is a notable one because it actually has a square hammer in the video. You know, like the, okay. the video is actually kind of about what it's about. Um, so the Papa Emeritus Three. Right, Pope Star is mm-hmm. starring in a movie called The Square Hammer, and he shows up to the premiere with his nameless ghouls, and they're watching the movie, and it kind of goes through the lyrics, you know, like he leads him to the sacred shrine and whatever, mm-hmm. and then he's like, wield the square hammer. That's not a lyric, but that's part of the... Hammer of the of, nails. It's one of those... Um, it's like an old movie where it's got the, mm-hmm. the words on the screen. And um, 
like wield the square hammer like with its power or whatever and it's totally like Mjolnir and it, lightning strikes and whatever and at this point um, Papa Emeritus 3 in the video you know reaches out and kind of tries to grab the, the actor who's mm-hmm. at the premiere and he's totally surprised by this and then the actor turns into a bunch of bats and he flies out of the movie theater and then he forms this giant Godzilla thing and then it becomes totally theatrical after that but, um, not to say it's bad. I'm going to have to check these videos out the, now. The videos are really weird. Um, Year Zero is probably the weirdest one. Um, I can see that. <laughs> it's just, it, I, I'm not even going to go into that one. Mm-hmm. But this, this video was well produced. It looked high budget, but you could tell, like, they didn't want to spend a lot of money on this video. Mm-hmm. You know, Which there's, they're going to get to the point kind of some, soon where they can spend as much money There's kind of some want. animation going on, but it seemed like it fit. Um, it's part of the charm. It No, it, it is really charming. Um, and so, yeah. And this, this song doesn't have any audio differences from the song, so there's nothing to talk about there. Um, but, I don't know. This is my favorite song in the set. Because of all of these different things that factored into it, I I was for a time Year Zero was my favorite mm-hmm. because of the chorus and the orchestration going around that and the final chorus. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, this is my favorite song. All okay. right, that's well, my rant. Well, then that's a great way to end it. <laughs> we ended on a high note for you. Yes, we did. I could tell that you were wondering if it was going to get on the set when we were first listening to it, mm-hmm. and then you were so excited when it came on. <laughs> well, it's it's. The ghost song. Yeah, it is. It is. So it absolutely is. I guess that's our songs. Um, so I guess when we be right back, we're gonna talk about our bonus song and then our final thoughts. So stay tuned. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the Good Music Podcast. We just finished talking about Ghost. (laughs) And we just finished talking about the songs that we had picked for them. Just to recap, those songs are Year Zero, Cerise, Miasma... Dance Macabre, He Is, and Square Hammer. Uh, don't forget that all of those are on a Spotify playlist. Links in the description. Go check them out. But now, it's time to talk about our bonus song. Our bonus song. So can you describe to us, Grant, what a bonus song is? Okay. What we mean by that? So a bonus song is a song that's not by this artist, but it's by a related artist, whether it's the same genre, or maybe they toured together, or it's a side project of somebody in the band. Um... And they're not necessarily a band that we would make a full episode about, but we still want to give them a mention. Um, and so, I guess that's what a bonus song is. Yeah. I think I don't think there's anything more to say about that. And it's also, usually it's a really good song. It's better than some of the songs for a lot of the artists. Um, I oh, would say. that's fighting words. <laughs> well, I would say for, uh, for, for Tool... For Tool, I would say I would say Judith was better than some of the Tool songs. Anyway, that's what I meant by that. Um, in this case, unfortunately, no. Um, Hard Rock Hallelujah by Lordy. By Lordy 
was not better than any of the ghost songs. Well, but you know those ghost songs were really but good. But but ghost is just and, the, and it's fantastic. not and it's not a knock on this song. It's not a knock on this song this at is, all. This is still a, a heck of a good time. A, no, it is and and you know and I didn't realize that the first time I listened to it because I was listening to it thinking. Oh, it's going to sound like Ghost, and it didn't. Do you know why this but is the bonus song? I don't know why this is Because the bonus. this is another costumed band. Well, you could pick anybody. You could pick Kiss. But that, <laughs> but I would give a whole episode to Kiss. Well, you haven't. But I'm going to. There you go. Stay I'm, tuned, I would everybody. never put Kiss as a bonus song. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I, I'm not going to do Slipknot. They, mm-hmm. they get their own. And I didn't want to get something that was... Too crazy, especially because it wouldn't have matched with Ghost. Like, mm-hmm. I, I kind of thought about doing Portal, but they're like one mm. of the most terrifying sounding death metal bands out there. <laughs> and so I was just like, mm, might be too much of a shock, unless like the main artist was also like that kind of sounding band. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, okay, I need a costume band that A, is not like super big to have its own episode. Right. And. I mean, I guess I also could have done Gawar, but I also just kind of don't like them very much. And I wouldn't have thought that they would have been good music, although I know that Gawar has their own fans and has a very rabid base. Just personally, I'm not a fan. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to do them. And then the other ones, I was just like, I don't like any of these songs enough to put it on. Uh, and then I was just like, oh yeah, Lordy. Because this is this is kind of like just like a modern hard rock uh, classic. Just kind of almost like a... It's like a... Modern classic, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't know about that. I mean, in the sense of just like, it's just, it's one of those songs that you just kind of like have fun while you're listening to it. It's, it's it a... It kind of is. It's kind of like a party rock song. It... It definitely is a song that doesn't take itself too seriously. Oh, not at all. I mean, if This you, is a kind of a hilarious If face. you listen to the lyrics, they're just totally making stuff up um but it it is a fun song and it's got i think a really good chorus that kind of it doesn't really repeat you know Mm -hmm. like for example we talked about square hammer where it's kind of the rhythm kind of repeats Mm -hmm. this chorus, the rhythm doesn't really repeat until you completely go back to the beginning of the chorus. yeah and i think that's kind of cool when artists do that Mm -hmm. and then still make it sound sing-songy yeah and they, they pull it off. They pull it off great. Um, but not a fan of his vocals, I'm going to yeah. be honest. I mean, but they're not the best, but I think they... they it's I a think, great song. I think they serve the, for what the song needs to be. Oh, for sure. Um, again, I this this was the song I feel like was the best fit for mm-hmm. Ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, Ghost really kind of stands alone in their own genre. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, this is... This is a song that I feel like is is just a it's just a a feel good let's have a good time song. It's it's it very is. it's very uh, irreverent. It's self aware. Yeah, you know these guys know that they're making this ridiculous song, and I think that that's the charm of it. Yeah, and um, oh, there oh gosh, I had something to say, I forgot about it, but um, there was a you know the part where he's going hard. Rock, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what it was. His vocal range is really shown off in this song. Yeah, it is. And that's something that I guess you don't see as much anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, because we talked, you know, in the Killers episode about how I wanted to be able to do the high screams like Eric mm-hmm. AK. This guy can do it. 
and he can he can almost I don't want to say do it better, but he can, yeah. <laughs> but he he can really get up there, and that that hard rock hallelujah where they're kind of doing the chant thing reminds me of some Pantera song that I only heard once and I can't remember what it was, something about Dallas or something. Dallas. <laughs> It's got Dallas in the name, maybe. It's really obscure. I don't know. You're not talking about Primal Concrete Sledge. I'm not talking about Primal Concrete Sledge, no. Hmm. Uh, But anyway, that's what I I thought when I first heard the song. And it might be just something that they did live once. Mm -hmm. Um, But this song, after listening to it, you know, a second time, having not listened to Ghost before, I intentionally decided I'm going to listen to just this song. That's when I kind of gained a full appreciation for what it really was. Yeah. This is not a song that you're going to go, this is a masterpiece. This is, you know. It's a fun song. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt it was worthy to to at least be yes. on this list. It's it good is. music. It is. All um, right. So let's go ahead and get into our final thoughts. Final on thoughts. Go, on on Ghast. On, on, oh let's talk about Ghast. Um, so before this podcast... My initial thoughts on Ghost was that they were a well-orchestrated band, that they were Tobias Forge's idea, and that they had a few good songs, you know? Because I had tried to listen to more obscure Ghost songs before, and, and it was didn't really work out. I didn't really like them. Mm-hmm. But then, like, you introduced me to Miasma, and He Is, and that kind of changed my mind as far as there might still be a lot more good ghost out there mm-hmm. that I haven't heard. And so I'm kind of excited to go and explore. You need and, to listen uh, to Meliora and Prequel all the way through. Okay, there you go. Those are the two albums that you really should okay. delve into. Um, so anyway, that's that's my change, is that I'm, I guess I'm more of an open mind to this band than I was before. Yeah, I, that's that's almost exactly where I was. Um, I was just like, yeah, I'd like probably three or four of their songs, but, you know, I wouldn't say that I'm a fan. Right. After researching for this, I am absolutely a fan. (laughs) I have found way, way more songs that I really, really love, Mm -hmm. and now I'm actually really anticipating to see what they do next. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be very interesting. If If they nail it on this next album... I think that their that their legacy is forever secured. They're home free. Yeah, yeah. They can do whatever they want after that. <laughs> yeah, kind they, of they can whatever. do load and reload after that. <laughs> oh no! Don't say that. And I, I, and I, I like someone, those albums. Okay? And I, and hey, I do too. But I also know what it did to the band. Yeah, it caused Saint Anger. That's what. Happened. Yeah. Oh God. Anyway. Um. Well, let's say they can yeah. do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. It's good. They've got a bright future ahead of them, and I'm I'm really excited to see what this new decade holds for them. Yeah. And where they're going to take metal if they're even if they're going to get even bigger and mm-hmm. if they're going to become you know the new leaders of the right. music scene. And they're they're starting out kind of on top of modern metal, whereas mm-hmm. you know in 2010 they were pretty much nobody. Yeah. And so so much nobody that they didn't even know who they were. Yeah. No one knew who they were. <laughs> yeah. Well. We they still, still don't know who they are. <laughs> well, I mean, we at least know Tobias, but... Yeah. Um, well, that's it for this episode. Yep. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Remember, leave us a review, give us a rating, 
uh, go to our Facebook page, Good Music Podcast page, and um, I'll have some more discussions. Uh, you can put on there what you think, and we'll try and get our favorite comments on a future episode. And uh, in the description for every episode, we have a link to either go to our Spotify playlist or a link to where you can help support this channel. And next week... We're going to be going way back in time to one of the influencers that we had talked about oh, for yeah. Ghost. So, uh, can't wait to see you then. Yep. So, I'm Lucas. I'm Grant. Keep on listening to good music.